What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work. You know what? I gotta admit, what if it did work? I love this song. I love the meaning. Maybe I'm biased, but I love that podcast. One of my favorites. And you know what? I know you're waiting for that episode. So am I. It's one of my favorite episodes. But how about doing something different in your life? How about a free webinar? Hey, I did it. So you know it's good. It's just ask for it. You're going to be like, what's just ask for it? Entrepreneurs, salespeople, everybody in general, you're up at night. You're all bent and twisted. Where's your next sale coming from? Where are the leads? How am I going to get that next referral? Aren't you tired of working in your business and not your business working for you? Aren't you tired of missing out? on all those amazing events, the family functions, the travel soccer games, the graduations, because you're a slave to your business, but not anymore. This will help you compress time so you can live your life. You can live your passions because I know it's not chasing leads and chasing sales. Just ask for it. What will it do? Double your referrals, triple your leads, quadruple your sales. It's all about compressing time. You're going to say, how do I find it? omarmadrano.com backslash webinar backslash. Worst case, omarmadrano.com. You'll find it. Hey, we're like-minded souls. Enough as surviving. Your whole life was meant to be thriving. What if it did work? All right. Another great day. Another great episode. What if it did work? I got to say, this is old school. This is taking me back to 1988, 89, the the year, the base, Uncle Luke, two live crew and all that. So, but I got to read, I got to read his promo, his bio. Jonathan Price has turned his passion for car audio into an e-commerce eight figure business in five years. He went from working out of his parents' attic to $20 million in sales online. Take that, Amazon. Now, JP has a thriving YouTube community of fellow baseheads. Baseheads, again. Now, I love the sound of that. With 500K subscribers and coaches, others on creating their passion business, brother. Welcome. Welcome, JP. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. So... I originally went up. I, I thought you were a South Floridian guy because in my head, base South Florida, the whole nine yards until reading your bio. And it's we don't have any addicts here. So where are you based out? Of? Where are you from? Well, originally I was from uh, Greenville, Mississippi. That's where I was born and raised at a very small town of about 20,000 people. Um, so nothing, nothing major. I do visit Florida a decent amount. I actually had my very first, uh, show this year to unveil or unveil my 
current build. I do. I have a, a demo vehicle and uh, we kind of rebuild it every winter when it's in the off season and come out like make sure utilizing our latest and greatest products. So the first show that we took it to this year was in uh, Orlando, Florida. So uh, Florida is a, a great state that I, that I love. So I love visiting there. Well, you know, Mississippi, I've been there a lot. I, I went to school at LSU, so visited the golf a lot. I, I got to say, when I think of Mississippi, I, I think of Ole Miss, and I, I think of Southern, either Southern rock or country music. So you must have been an outlier, especially in the small town with, with bass. Were, were, were people looking at you like, boy, what type of music are you playing? <laughs> Oh yeah. It's, um, coming from a small town. I mean, you experience all those things and the things that you were talking about, like country music and loud bass, it's not really accepted because people really don't like loud music anyway, or most of them don't. Um, so yeah, it was just a typical country town. And even when I wanted to, when I was starting to think bigger and wanting to do bigger, it was everybody's first thing is don't forget where you came from. Don't, uh, what you think you're too good to be making the five or six hundred dollars a week like we are like I mean the that's the mindset of these the the people where I come from and I understand because I come from it but I'm like man there's I know there's got to be more out there there's like but you can't talk about these big things or these big numbers to people because they just can't see it like because they've never done it they can't see it so anyway it was one of the biggest things for me was actually moving to Las Vegas six years ago and getting away from, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Greenville, Mississippi and I always have a place for it in my heart. My parents live there. I go back and visit them. I'm actually going there this weekend, but I, I usually go back and visit them like once a month just to like, because you'll never see your parents enough. Um, but anyway, so it gives me a lot of perspective every time I go back there and I see like, cause I stay with my parents and they're still in the same house in the house that I started the business in where I had all the product that I ever owned at the time in my parents' attic up there, which was probably $5,000 worth of stuff. It wasn't a ton of stuff, but every time I go there, I have that realization, like, man, like I remember when I was operating my, my business out of that attic. So it makes the me have attic a- attic is where your dreams, your dreams started there. And you're going you're gonna to laugh. Yes, I'm from South Florida. I'm from Miami. But same mindset. I, I grew up in a working class neighborhood where people married their high school sweetheart. People stayed. There, there was never expanding your vision. So, hey, dude, I, we're, we're kindred spirits. It's like when people say, don't forget where you're from, it's not really that. They're like a, a little bit of bitterness because, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I, I, I can't believe that you're going out, that you had the courage to go out for your dreams, that, that you expanded your vision, that you had the guts. Why couldn't you just stay with us, the rest of us? And, and just, you know, it's that comfort. It, it's not hating on you personally. It's hating on that you had the, the dream and the belief in yourself to go out there. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes like it's it's some people's last ditch effort to to take like one last swing at you when they see you're blowing up, they see you're doing big things and stuff. Don't forget where you came from, man. Like don't you think you're better than us? Like I just think it's their hear it. last thing trying to make themselves feel better about their lack of action, basically. Like they 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 decided to take the comfortable route, like didn't want to take risks. They wanted to play it easy. And they see you out here taking all the risk and reaping the rewards. And they're like, 
let me take a swing at him, like on a social media post or whatever. Of, but of I just, I laugh it off and I just keep, keep rolling. But JP, the haters, the one thing, it's not taking a risk. The biggest risk is staying there. The biggest risk is staying in that small town. The biggest risk of being in your comfort zone, man, they're going to be hating life when they're 60, 70, 80 on their deathbed. They don't have health. They don't have the sound mind. They don't have the ability. They don't have the courage to go out after their dream. So yeah, they're like, whew, I'm comfortable now. I'm being safe. I'm not taking the risk. And it feels like, yeah, you're not taking the risk, man. But when regret is the biggest pain, you can fall. thousand percent. Uh, yeah, you can a thousand percent. You can fall. And even if you failed, you could have gotten back up. And that takes courage. Sitting on your ass like that, that is the biggest risk. Because once regret hits, man, that's going to be like the biggest punch to their face. Absolutely. I, I tell people that too. The the biggest uh, thing is not taking the risk and, and it's just lack of action basically. But when you, when you're surrounded with people that are just lack of action, people it's normal. So you're like, you're, I'm doing the same thing as everybody else is doing. So why, why am I going to go be an overachiever? But that, you know? that's, that's everywhere, brother. That's not, mm-hmm. don't, oh, don't yeah. think that's Mississippi. Cause oh, I, for I, sure. I've been uh, the, the one reason and yeah, I love Las Vegas. My my book was written there. Been there over 200 times visiting. Dated somebody out there that I grew up with that moved to Las Vegas. Got married in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a town of dreamers. It's a town of people. Nobody's from Las Vegas. Barely anybody. It's a melting pot. It's a melting pot. There's people from all over this country, all over the world that had the courage to say, hey, man, I believe in myself. And, and it's really tell, man, you can, you can park cars. And if you're good, great customer service, you can own a $200,000, $300,000 house, man, because it's like that. To me, it's a place of doers, entrepreneurs, dream seekers. So you move to the right place, man, because nobody's going to be like, oh, JP, you better, you, you, you better watch your, your P's and Q's and you better stay humble. No, man, you're a dreamer, just like man, all that's. That's the other thing, man. Like so many people, that's another last ditch swing at me is like, uh, stay humble. Don't forget where you came from. Those two things are the most commonly said things. Stay humble. Don't forget where you came from. Like, but, but dude, you, you want to hear something funny? Have you ever looked at the definition of humble? I haven't. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. To be humble is like saying you're a moron. Simple. You're not simple. What? What? Be humble for what, man? You're a dreamer. You're you're a go-getter. Nobody, shoot, dude. You know how hard it is to get 500,000 followers uh, on, yep. on anything, brother? You have that, man. And, yep. and think about it. An old guy like me, because I'm going to be 49 next month. And I was like watching videos, dude, of, 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 of stuff that brought me back to my past. That, and I was looking at your stuff and I'm like, Man, you had the same presence. I, I had to go to school. I had to pay money to learn how to be a journalist, to learn how to communicate. You acted like, you know, I'm not going to say Ole Miss because that's a horrible school. You acted like you went to LSU. You graduated from the School of Journalism. And brother, I tip my hat off to you. The pleasure is all mine for you being here on this show. 
I appreciate it, man. I look, I mean, I look forward to meeting new people and getting on all the different shows and everything because the, what I have learned as I've gotten further in my business and success, like, I mean, a lot of people label success as like a financial, like something you've reached financially, but this is from a lot of people, a lot of people that haven't achieved a decent amount of financial freedom, I guess, because in my head and what I know now is uh, success is more of you getting freedom and being able to do what you love to do and helping others. Uh, I go to a lot of business conferences. Grant Cardone is one that I go to his um, valuetainment, Patrick, Bet David, these are guys that I look up to and follow and, and I, um, and I learn a lot from them, but they say, and at their conferences, if we've helped you, uh, just promise us you'll help somebody else. And at first, I'm like, man, why do I want to help somebody else? Like, I'm, I'm trying to move up too. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get on the next level. I want to be on the like hundred million dollar level or whatever. But as I've, as I've kept going, like I've found more success or more fulfillment and joy in helping others, especially the people that are on my team. Uh, like seeing them achieve their dream cars, their dream houses, their uh, better relationships with their family, whether it's their kids, their um, husbands or, or better halves. So um, this has bring this has brought me a ton of joy and fulfillment. And I never when I first started Down for Sound, I never even would have thought this would be something that I would seek or that would bring me joy. So it's, it's really humble. Well, I say humbling. It's really rewarding for me in that aspect. Well, I, I follow GC for almost 10 years now. I go to all the growth cons, all the business boot camps, kindred spirits, brother. But you're right. To me, success, for 20 years, I was chasing money, chasing dollars. Yeah. If you base success on that, no matter what goal you hit, you're going to feel empty inside. And yeah. all those guys, Grant Cardone, Anthony Robbins, everybody always says the purpose and the meaning of life is to be in service, to help others, to help others. others. Even Zig Ziglar said, if you want to be successful, help enough people. And you don't, with zero ulterior motives, brother, and it'll Mm -hmm. come back to you. And when you say you want to help your team grow, they're helping you grow because you're a leader. You're not a boss. A boss would have been like, hey, man, I just want me, me, me. But you didn't. You turned it around and you're like, let's do it all. There's a we. And that, yeah, yep. never go out, no, never chase money, chase dreams and chase goals. But if you chase money, you'll leave empty. Right. I, I mean, that's, uh, that's the thing. Like if you, I mean, it's a really cliche saying like, do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Don't chase money, do what you love to do and the money will come. And at first you're like this, I don't know about all that. Like, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but now like being kind of on the other side where where everything's coming full circle and I see the amount of revenue that we're generating and stuff. And I'm like, it makes sense to me. And the other thing about you saying like, you're, you're not a boss, you don't. And that's exactly right. Like when I just had a new team member start, we just hired a new person and uh, he came up and he was like, uh, Hey boss, like this. And I was like, Hey, I don't have to stop you right there. Don't call me that. Like I, like I hate being called a boss. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He said, man, I, I thought everybody's goal was to be a boss. And I'm like, it, maybe that's some people's goal. And maybe I thought that when I first started, but now like, that's not me. I, I want to be a part of the team 
if I have to be the leader and lead us in the best direction possible, that's, that's cool. But just don't call me a boss. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to be your boss. Like I want to, if you need me to be a leader, I can do the best I can to help you move in the best direction as possible. But uh, yeah, miss me with that, that boss title. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, don't worry about it, brother. 20 years and working for bosses. I never wanted to be called Mr. Madrano. I never wanted to be called the boss. Every employee I ever had called me Omar. Now at yeah. the gym and all that, hey boss, hey boss, fine. I don't know whether that was like, you know, yeah. talking crap or whatnot, but hey, if you want to call me that, that's fine. But I, I, I'm not a boss. I'm a leader. And, and there's a team, man. You're, you're scaling and you're scaling on a big level. You couldn't do all that with, by yourself. You couldn't do all that in the basement or, or the attic of your house, of your parents' house, or it, even if you moved, could you, I, I've seen you, you have like a friggin', um, what's that? It's like Sam's, that, that warehouse that you have. Yeah. I'm like, are you, the first video I saw, I'm like, are you at Costco? Then I realized that's your warehouse space, bro. You, yep. Could you imagine trying to do that with a one man operation or two people? It can't happen. Exactly. That was another thing I learned. Um, and when I first started and I was by myself, I was, I was selfish and, it, and I had to, I had to grow internally and realize that one, like, cause I was working, I mean, I, I used to brag about it. Like I was working hundred hour work weeks and like my family was time was suffering. I didn't have any time for my daughter or my girlfriend at the time. And but now my fiance, but she she was like i see you sometimes i don't even see you in the morning i really just see you when you come home and go to sleep and like what are what are you doing this for and i'm like that's a that's a great question and it kind of hit me because she made it made me understand that i wasn't spending time with my daughter i wasn't spending time with her i was just strictly like married to this business so i'm like okay i'll hire somebody like to help out and um, I went through a whole experience in that, like hiring the wrong people. Like I was just trying to get the cheapest people. And um, it was a like it took some growing of like knowing that I needed to have quality team members and getting people that are on the same page and they they care about the the business as well. That was one of my handicaps of I'm like, I don't want it. When I first started, I don't want anybody to work for me. Nobody's going to work as hard for my business or my baby as me. So I'm like, I don't, nobody's going to care about it like me. Nobody's going to ship, ship as fast as me, like all these things. So that kept me from hiring people sooner than I should have, because I was, I, and I wanted to make all the money. I wanted, like, if I didn't hire anybody, I didn't have to pay anybody. So I was making all the money. And then it finally dawned on me when I had that conversation with my uh, now fiance. She's like, um, like, what are you doing all this for? Like, you sure you, you might be making more money, but you don't you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You Like, if you leave for a day, like your orders are stacking up there, your customers aren't getting helped. So I had that realization that I'm like, OK. I need to build a team. Like I need to have more quality team members. And uh, so I'm like, I need to quit being selfish. It's not all about me. Like I need to get good team members, take care of them, grow them alongside me. And that's been one of the biggest things that helped me grow was um, coming to that realization that it's not all about me. Like you have to make it about your team as well. But you, JP, what you had was called the scarcity mindset, brother. And Absolutely. You, grew, you know, Believe it or not, there's solopreneurs, entrepreneurs 
that never learned that. They, oh yeah. Imagine the pain you would have felt. <clears throat> yeah, you would have been, you would have been successful, quote unquote, because you had all the money. You would have seen your daughter at 16, 17, and 18, and you would have missed out, missed out mm-hmm. on years, missed out on things that you can't turn back, missed out on games, m- missed out on graduations, missed out on what really matters in life just for the for an extra buck. Hundred percent. Like you, like I, I, I came to that realization as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love to keep pushing to the next level and and setting my yearly financial uh, or revenue goals and everything like that. But um, now, when I when I set these goals, I'm like, okay, how can I get there and maybe work a little less? Like, how many? Like, I mean, I'm still a hard worker. Don't get me wrong. I'll outwork everybody in my space. But if if I can. Um, create an opportunity for another person to join the down for sound team and we can hit that goal and I can take my daughter to like, I, I, I put into place like a, a thing when I started gaining more freedom um, was taking, make sure I take my daughter to school every Thursday or every Thursday morning. Like I take her to school. We, we go and have like a little Starbucks breakfast date, like every morning. So, or every Thursday morning. So every Thursday um, I do that. And that's something that I put into place and it doesn't get changed no matter what. Like that's something that I uh, do with her. But that's one of the bonuses that I gained from getting a little bit more freedom was to be able to do that. Because before I was coming to work at 545, working till 915 every day. And that doesn't leave time to take your daughter to school. So now I have the team members that it, make it, it work. have time for what? Just uh, tuck her in. Good night. Not even that. She would already be asleep. So it, like I wouldn't even see her. Uh, most of the time, like, it, I mean, there would be days that would go by that I wouldn't even see my daughter. Like, and I, I live in the same house. Like, how sad is that? But when you're, when you're, yeah. when you're, when you're blinded, you, you're, you're ultra focused on your business and your goal is I got to achieve this. I got to, or whatever it is. And you, it's easy to lose sight of things that are way more important, like the relationship with your daughter. Like, I mean, Looking back now, I'm glad it didn't take me long to figure that out. I mean, I know people that have been in their business for 10, 15, 20 years, and they're still like that. Like I was when I first started the first like year or two. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. and they have that regret. They're like, man, I wish I would have like, I mean, they'll post on, cause I'll take a picture with my daughter. Like every like almost every Thursday, like another successful daddy daughter breakfast date in the books or whatever, grateful for another one. And some people will comment, man, I wish I would have done this like before. Like I regret not doing that. Um, I, I got so tied up in my business and that speaks a lot to me. So it lets me know I'm doing something right. And I'm, I'm glad I'm able to do that as well. And it's, it's almost father's day, brother. So happy father's <laughs> day, man. That, that, that's a great story. I, I, I love to hear stories like that. Uh, I, I always, I never wanted to uh, put my business in front of my kids. So yeah, congratulations on that growth, man. I appreciate it. I think it's something people sometimes do subconsciously. They don't, they don't realize how involved they're getting in it. And before they know it, like they're just totally consumed by it and they, they can't even see that these things are happening. So, uh, you know what it is though? It's, it's this mindset that we have that you're, you're friggin' lazy. If you're, cause you hear the grind, grind, hustle, hustle, grind. So you feel like 
any downtime, you're like, oh, I, I must be a bomb, man. I'm not, I'm not working <laughs> hard enough. I'm 40 hours, 50 hours. Where am I? Am I, am I a lazy bum? It, it's that mindset because we hear those words, hustle, grind, but, but brother, life is always about working smarter, man, not working harder. If that was the case, all, all those people, you know, uh, digging ditches and, and construction workers in Vegas in the 130 degree heat, let's pay them 300 K because that's the hardest job out there. Right. Just yeah. Based on, you know, how hard you work. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like figuring out how to work smarter. I mean, there's that saying as well, work smarter, not harder. But if you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I definitely have, that's something that my parents uh, gave me was a very strong work ethic. Like they, my dad always told me like, you can have anything in life that you want, but you're going to, you're going to have to work for it. So Amen. that's what I did for the longest time. And there, and I have a strong work ethic, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to get, as I continue to, to grow, get smarter as like right alongside me working pretty hard. Um, but yeah, happy Father's Day to you as well. Uh, that that's something like uh, I had a realization this. So I have to go on a business, go to a business meeting this weekend with one of my uh, people that I do business with in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I'm flying over there uh, Friday night and I'm like, man, my, my parents are getting older. They're in their 70s. So anytime, anytime I get a chance to go see them, I go see them because that's never going to be a time I regret of going to spend time with them. So um, I didn't even realize it was going to be Father's Day. So I booked my flight going to Knoxville and then um, uh, realized after I booked it that somebody said like something about Father's Day. I'm like, wait, when is that? And they said, oh, it's going to be this Sunday. I'm like, crap, man, I really like to see my dad like. Now I start looking for rental cars and stuff and the amount of time that my meeting's going to take. Um, it's just going to, it would, it was going to be impossible to get to Mississippi uh, via uh, commercial airlines or a rental car in time to even like make it worthwhile. So um, I'm like, how do I use my, the money as a tool? So I'm chartering a private plane to come get me from Knoxville, Tennessee to take me right to my parents' house so I can spend Father's Day with my dad. That type of stuff is like reaching a level of, and you have to realize when you get to the different levels, you really have to make your money work for you. And how do you do that? Not just with investments or whatever, but spending it on, why do you work so hard to achieve these things? So you can, this is one of those situations. So you can, I can go see my dad on Father's Day for the day, and then I can leave and go to Vegas the next day. I couldn't do that. I mean, I literally tried to, cause I'm still, I still have that cheap mindset sometimes of, or just being frugal. And uh, like, I'll look for like, Oh, can I do a connecting flight to Miami and then over to Memphis, Tennessee and down to Jackson or whatever. And by the time you're like, man, it's going to take me 19 hours to do that. If I drive it's 14 hours or whatever is, and I can't leave until Sunday morning. So anyway, that's one of my, that was another, sometimes you have these realizations or you're like, uh-huh. Like it, it makes sense. So this is one of those times I, it was like a proud moment of mine to be able to set that up and let my dad know, Hey, hey I'm coming to see you on father's day. And he's, and he's like me too. He's a real penny pincher. He um, he's like, man, don't worry about it. Like I'll be okay. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Cause he sees the money that we're spending and he still has that small town mindset of like, I'm basically, he thinks he's not worth me spending that money to come see him. And I, and me, I'm like, I would love to do it. Like, I like, that's what it's all about. So 
anyway, it was a proud moment for me. Yeah, but that's an investment, bro. That that's just like we invest ourselves going to the Cardones, going to the Anthony Robbins, going to business seminars, masterminds. Mm-hmm. Right there, that experience. It's not like you said, "Hey, I'm I'm blowing money fast." Like what um, that song says, "You're not blowing money fast." You have only a limited amount of Father's Days left with, with yep. your father. I, I'm not being the Grim Reaper. It's just no, it's fact. just the truth. It's just yeah. a, it's the truth. It gives me goosebumps. Like, but, but like you, hearing you can't that. get that back, you know? That exactly. time that you spend with your family, with your dad, it, it is priceless. Yep. The, the money that it costs to charter and all that, brother, looking at your videos, looking at at everything looking at your business operations trust me you'll make that money up in no time and yeah. two three five years from now you're not gonna be like, oh my gosh i i i could have spent that money on something else spent it on what man you spent it with your family at the end of exactly. the day you know exactly that, that, that's what it's all about you can now, always i heard that saying uh you can always make the money back but you can't get the time back no man that's why you know yeah failure is a learning experience that's fine, whether it's money, but how much time did it take for you to realize that you're not good at this? Or how long did it take you to realize that you're doing it wrong? Yeah. Money, money comes and goes, man. It's ebb and flow. Business, mm-hmm. economy, cycles. It, it, it's an ebb and flow. But time, man, yeah. You, you'll never get that time. You'll never get this Father's Day 2022 back. So, right. yeah, time... None of us has a time machine. We don't have the DeLorean. In fact, you looking at a DeLorean, you can't even put that much speakers in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. You, you you can't really turn that car into into a base machine. Right. Now, now speaking of of which, did did your parents or anybody when you said you're going into e-commerce, audio equipment, was anybody ever like? Jonathan, have you heard of Amazon? There's no way you're going to compete with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, there was that and there was like, you need to have, there's always that you need to keep a real job. You need to get a real job. Like my sister, um, I she's my middle-aged sister. I have three sisters and she made the comment to me one day. And it's, it's funny how these things stick in your head like a, a dart, basically. But she said, uh, you'll never find a, a girl that wants to be with you playing with speakers and, and you'll never be able to make it messing around with speakers and amps. Like car audio is a like pretty much a childish thing. And I was like, I mean, maybe she's right for the most part, but I'm one of those people that's like, I'll make you eat those words. Like, <laughs> watch me. So anyway, uh, yeah, I had those people that were like, you you need to basically have a real job. Like you're not going to be able to do it with that. So and you can use that for fuel too. Like you can. Oh, uh, I always do. You're speaking to somebody, doubters, naysayers. Always you. You have two choices: prove them wrong, or prove right. them wrong. A lot of times, people back down. They're like, "Oh, you're right." You know, it, the biggest fans, the biggest supporters you'll ever have, and I'm sure you've noticed, are strangers. strangers. Yeah, your biggest critics, your biggest haters, your biggest naysayers are people that you grew up with. Or your family. And it should be the other way around, but unfortunately, it's not. And I'm, I'm sure when you learn that lesson, it hits you because you're like, and, and your sister really wasn't, it, she was just deflecting because, man, right. 
If you have an open imagination, you can make money in anything. I mean, there, there's people making buku money off of friggin' comic books and, yep. and off of baseball cards. So, you know, the possibilities are endless, man. And there's plenty of people making money off of speakers. I'm sure somebody that owns, a, a you know, two, three, four locations, five locations of car audio anywhere in this country. I, I'm sure their wife or their husband's not like saying, oh, you know what? You picked the wrong thing. You should have just picked <laughs> a, a job working 40 hours. And, right. and, you know, you had your two weeks off, you idiot. I'm, I'm surprised we're, we're wealthy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's just that. It, it was just she was just hating and, and hating on the fact that, you know, you had the courage. You had the courage to believe. Because could you imagine McDonald's or like Ray Kroc? I, I know you want to get in this hamburger stuff, but nobody's going to want to be with you, dude. It, it's just hamburgers. I mean, I think you, I watched a, a video or read a book about that. Like the the whole McDonald's thing, how it started. Well, it's it started that um, it was two brothers out like in in San Diego, mm-hmm. just um, flipping burgers. Ray Kroc was a dude like in his fifties, was never really successful except being a salesman, and he saw yeah. like a line out the door of everybody just. And he was just trying to pitch them. He was there to pitch uh, ice cream uh, yeah. shapes, uh, ice cream. Uh, milkshake maker and he saw right. the line and he's like oh we need to get in the business and he undercut them they were really they, they didn't want to grow they didn't most most founders like starbucks he bought into howard schultz they wanted to continue just grinding coffee beans out of that store in seattle that everybody goes and visits that's yeah. all they wanted he saw a bigger vision man ray Kroc right. wanted McDonald's wanted happy meals throughout the whole world, I guess. Well, you know, <laughs> these two cats didn't. So, yep. Yeah, man. And entrepreneur, you you are always thinking ahead. And yeah, you'll always be working. You'll always, you, you're never thinking about retiring. The difference between your mindset and someone else, someone else is like right now, your same age, having a calendar of how many years, how many days, how many months until they can retire. Do you know that? Yeah. Like, I'm three years away from getting an extra week of vacation and I can't wait. And, and you know, they're post your, your friends and buddies that you grew up with. Hey, any recommendations on what I can watch on Netflix this weekend? Yeah. It's called get off your ass and, and go do something. Live your life. Don't, don't <laughs> do that. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny thing that you bring up because um, I, I think we're programmed or brainwashed, whatever you want to call it. Like most of our, life coming up, especially when you're hanging out with normal people that just want that comfortable life. They want to get to whatever retirement age is and retire and not do anything. Or they have this dream of, oh, I want to make a lot of money and like whatever their set amount of money is. And I want to go live on an island and just sip drinks every day. I'm like, and so for a little while, that was my thing. Like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to retire and I'm going to retire at some young age and I'll just go hang out on the beach and like sip drinks all day. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, that's not me. Like, that's like, I'm not even a big drinker anyway. So what, what fun or what fulfillment would I get out of that? Just sitting there all day. Like, that's not what's going to bring me fulfillment and happiness. Like I found out that what brings me fulfillment and happiness, the most of it is helping other people. And, and, and keeping, keep going, like keep doing what you're doing and get more people on your team and help them become successful too. So 
uh, that was a realization that I had coming through this. Uh, I mean, it's a young business, but I've already realized that a few years ago. Or you're probably- wired. We're, we're wired differently, dude. Entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. successful people. Can you imagine going to a grant card? It's on a weekend. You know, you can be doing something better. We're just wired differently. I remember take, taking a girl to a party, and these these were all high achievers, people big time. And they're talking about success. They're talking about the next play. They're talking about how to grow, how to expand, not only in their business, but like, you know, through meditation, what they're doing, all this other stuff. And it blew her away because she was used to the parties where, hey, let's all get faded. You know, hey, hey, who's playing the Rick Ross? And, you know, it's just a different, different mindset. And you have to, once you get past the people you grew up with, it, it sucks. I know people hate hearing that, man, because before they start, to, they're like, oh, my buddies, my, my boys, you know, we're no, you're not. man. Yep. After each level, you're you, you, you're you know, your circle, your influence. Not only does it get smaller, but it's, it's like new people. You know, I, I I don't hang out with my fraternity brothers from from college. I don't I don't hang, I don't want to hang out and discuss with my people that I went to high school with. Hey, you know, what, right. wasn't that amazing? Yeah, that's them, man. What are we going to do now? Whenever you hang out with an old buddy, they want to discuss the past, you know? Mm-hmm. That that was great, dude. That, 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 and for me, think I'm old, way older than you, man. So to talk about 30 years, it's like, remember when we had that Cadillac and we had the Alpine and, and we had the Rockford Fosgates and, and we we're just booming to MC Shidey <laughs> and the two live crew and, all the money yeah. base. Okay. Well, yeah, man, that that's the oldies. That's the classics. What are we going to do right now, man? Right. And and, and yeah. nobody, right. People that, that you grew up with, you guys can't have the same conversations. They're, they're going to be like JP. Did, did you watch every episode of stranger things a new season today? Did you binge <laughs> watch this weekend? Hadn't even seen it. <laughs> yeah. My, um, you, you seen, but that's what they would ask you. Yeah. I hardly, um, man i don't watch that much tv uh every now and then i'll watch like something with my if if there's like a ton of people raving about something like i'll watch it um like ozark the 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 thing yeah but and did I you watch to- every ozark episode like you know sit down like these crazy people well they're not crazy they're the majority of people that do it like <laughs> right yeah i just uh but I, I do some things to try to i don't know throw like a wrench into my system like so i don't get so so anal about only running my business or only doing it this way like i'll do something like that just to mix it up if you will uh but it is funny that uh, a lot of people don't like when you go to a standard i mean i don't even go to parties anymore i've had that um talk with my fiance because i go on a lot of business trips and it was um probably something that she thought like when I, we first met that like, Oh, he's going to all like going out after these car shows, he's going to these parties and this and that. I'm like, look, like the only thing I'm looking forward to after the show ends is getting some, uh, a good meal and going to bed. Like I want to be ready for the next day. Like I don't want to go out and get trashed and like be hung over and, and not be able to perform my best the next day. Cause well, I mean, how, how are you supposed to perform on the level that you're wanting to when you just got like wasted the night before and you're hung over, you don't even want to get up. You don't want to get after it. So 
Uh, I let her know I'm like, look, I'm not going out partying. I don't mess around. Like, I'm like, I'm very driven when I uh, on what I want in life, and I'm not trying to be out there partying or anything like that. So, we'll go to the poor audio show. I'll take my team to dinner, and I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning, and I get after it again. Like that's that's my thing. So, do you live in Summerlin or Henderson? In Henderson, we just we're actually uh, renovating a house right now. Uh, I just bought my first home. Um, Funny story about that too. Uh, you don't always get it right. You know, you talk about your your failures, and um, I, I mean, I, I fail all the time. That was one of my things when I first started, was like being so scared to fail because everybody or all your haters is like, "Oh, you're gonna fail. You're not gonna make it. You're it's gonna your your business is falling apart." Blah blah blah. So it's easy to be so fearful of like having a failure, but now like I look forward to them because. I'm like, how do I learn from it? I know I can learn from it and become better. So uh, something that I had been waiting on for the longest time was because uh, I, I do look at data and, and historical trends and everything like that on the economy and how it's moving and how it's been at an all time high for like I've been waiting. I'm not going to lie. I've been waiting on another housing crash for the longest time. <laughs> so I was sitting on the sidelines like this whole time renting. So I could wait for a crash to happen and get a good price on a property uh, or a, a house. <clears throat> and I mean, I think in, in history, every six to eight years, there's some sort of correction. So I'm like, OK, eight years came, nine years came, 10 years, 11 oh. years. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Is it just because <laughs> I want to buy a house? Probably. Like, and so <laughs> After you buy I, I, it, now, now the house. The, the thing is, it's all economics, brother. Unfortunately, right. we can't time any market. It, we couldn't time when the stock market, every time it goes into correction, real estate. The thing is, though, a lot of people are like, it's going to go, you know, like a rocket ship up. Eventually, mm -hmm. it will come down. But you know what? Mm -hmm. You have to live somewhere. So if you bought right. on the high, you bought on the low. If, if you bought on the high, as long as you, you know, you still have to live there. Yeah. Sure, you'll be underwater, but eventually you'll be It'll right back, back up. And then eventually, right. you know, you'll make money. But yeah, right. um, don't worry about it, man. Every I, I, it's hard to try to time and everything. The the thing is, is you know, it, it's one of those things. I, one of, one of my homes when I was married that we bought was like right at the peak, right before the two thousand and eight collapse. <laughs> but hey, you know what? We still had to live there. We still yeah. made money. You know, it, it it's it, it, it took just a lot sucks to come when you buy it. You know, I. But you know, that's the scarcity mindset too, brother. I, I know you're gonna. It, it, it's nothing to worry about whether it crashes tomorrow, next year, whatnot. You you have right. to live somewhere. That yeah. So. I, I made a I made a joke with my fiance. I was like, you know, we've been waiting for this this correction to happen for almost five years now. Ever since like, I got moved out here, um, and I'm like, I know a way to correct the market. I can buy a house, and then the correction will happen. That's how, that's <laughs> how it happens. So, may I, I with interest rates rising and everything, I I expect it right. Because you you just purchase it and they want you to go underwater. Yep. So, but I, I'm not worried about it. Like like I was talking to um, our realtor, which is her cousin, and um, he's like, "Man, you can wait if you want to, but you got to pay rent for somewhere. Would you rather pay rent to yourself or like exactly. how do you want to do it?" And then so, there's write offs. You, you can oh, write oh. things off when you you own. Yeah, the, when, the when house you rent, you're making either someone else's dreams a reality. Or you're helping a publicly traded corporation yep. meet their numbers. Yeah, that's something else that I learned. I was able to. So the the house is 
it's down for sounds house. It's not my house. I, I just rent the house from down for sound. So congratulations. You way, Thank you. You found a way to do things like that uh, as well. Uh, but you, you like, I would never know this if I didn't talk to the right people. Like if like nobody would ever think about buying their because home. You, and sure, their, you, you, you ask your buddies, you ask the people that don't know. That's why a lot of dreams and just disappear right because yep. instead of asking somebody that's higher up, it, it's like you. If you would have just asked everybody that you grew up with in Mississippi, right now you'd still be living there. You'd you'd have a nine for nine to five. Maybe it would be a hobby. Maybe maybe you would sell some audio on the side. Maybe you know you would go to car shows and you would have like a kick and car with the bass. But your dreams would have never never have happened because you didn't right. you didn't listen to them. A lot of times investing a lot buying a house r- buy to rent they we always ask the wrong people man instead of asking people that are way more successful than you they, they'll all give you the answer it's just that we all always have that feeling like oh i don't you know well who why are they going to want it most successful people aren't in scarcity they'll find the time if you just ask them hey you know what i'm not asking hey be be my mentor for like three years without paying right. me but you know, a simple question, yeah. But but yes, you 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 did the right thing. Yeah, uh, because all I mean, people that are, that are listening, they should know. Like, if you do get your home through your business or send your business name for you to have retreats at, you can have masterminds there. You can so everything that you, uh, I mean, we're putting in a pool. We totally go to the inside of the house, and, and then all those employee meetings that you have. Exactly. No, I mean we we will we'll have people. We'll have yeah. them over and, but all the, all the, all the upgrades, like it's, it's for business. Like, so would you rather it be somewhat of a, a write-off or would you just rather be spending money out of your earned income? Like, so now even, even everything's a write-off brother. You, you had, you had a party with the neighbors, but you want to discuss quote unquote car audio. It's a that oh, yeah. whole write-off that that whole party is a write-off as long yeah. as you discuss you know, five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever, uh, you know, e- easiest thing to do to avoid an audit, take a couple of pictures. So it's like, you know, stuff yeah. around and go, Hey, cause you know, uncle Sam always want o- uncle Sam hates it when people are smart. They, mm-hmm. they, they love <laughs> yeah. people that are like, Woo-hoo! I'm They're getting right. back money on my tax. No, you're not. Uncle Sam's just giving you money that you overpaid. In tax. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like funny thing on that. Uh, to see what like Downver Sound has grown into uh, and starting in that scarcity mindset. Um, I was the one of my, I don't know, uh, biggest times in my starting of my business was when I, so I worked at an airport pumping gas for 10 years into airplanes and cleaning the, I mean, I'd clean, I did everything at the airport. I cleaned the toilets. I emptied the laboratories on the airplanes. Uh, I saw these wealthy people come in and out of the, like I worked at the private part of the airport where all the private planes came into. And I always wondered, I'm like, how, how do these people afford to do that? Like they're, they're spending in fuel, what I make in a, in a year, like they'll come in in a, a, like Grant's plane, a G650, like they're spending in fuel just to go shopping in New York or something. They'll just stop by, grab some fuel and lunch and just take off. And I'm like, their, their fuel bill is 25 grand. And I'm like, what, like, how, how does this level of wealth exist? So I was always wondering that, but I started my business, my online business 
And uh, one day I got this like monstrous sale. It was like $5,000. I'm like, holy crap, this is like, it's going to be, and all my other sales were like t-shirts and stuff. So there was like 20 bucks here, 40 bucks there. That's where I started selling at first. And so I sold all these big amplifiers to this one person uh, or I got to sell for it. I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. And they ended up being overseas somewhere. And I didn't care. I was just blinded by this huge $5,000 sale. I mean, I was making like $300 a week at the time. So I'm like, $5,000. Holy crap, this is going to be awesome. So anyway, um, I didn't have any product in stock at the time. I was just drop shipping. That's a whole other story of people thinking they can have a just strictly drop shipping business model. And, and I mean, there are some out there that can do decently well. And uh, But to, have, to really kill it, I think you need to take control of your own inventory and have it in, in-house like, like I decided to do. Um, so anyway, I get this sale and I'm all excited about it and I keep going. And I remember I was leaving work one day and I was coming uh, back to my house and I get an email and it says um, overdraft. And I'm like, what? And I look at it and I'm like, overdraft? I'm like, I haven't bought anything. And I go and look at it and it says your account has been deducted by $5,500 uh, for a fraudulent order that uh, from this or whatever. So I come to find out I got scammed. This person used somebody stolen credit card. I shipped the amplifiers all across the world. I got scammed for $5,500 when I just started my business and I didn't have any money at the time. Like I was trying to do the drop shipping business model. So I was so upset. I'm like, this is dumb. People can just steal from me. I'm going to shut the business down. I close, like I closed the store down. I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to like, I'll just work at the airport. I'm not going to let people steal from me like this. And now I think back on it, obviously, after a week goes by and I think to myself, I'm like, well, maybe that's not the best idea. Like maybe I should keep trying, not give up because my dad told me that too. He's like, you're really going to just give up. Like somebody just did you wrong one time. You're just going to give up like that. I didn't, I didn't raise no quitter basically. And he's like, you're going to quit like that. Like I, I, I didn't raise you like that. So anyway, I decided to open the store back up and the rest is history. I mean, like doing, I'm, I probably, probably done over $50 million in total revenue since that day that I decided to open the store back up. But what if I didn't open it back up? Like I would still be pumping gas at an airport making four or $500 a week. Like if I would have just decided to quit right there, but so many people do decide to quit. They're like, I've had enough. Like, I don't want, I don't want to keep going. So they just go back to that comfortable, like weekly paycheck that, uh, that I was getting. Yeah. And it, it, it looked really nice at the time. I'm not going to lie, because when you get hit for $5,500 and you don't have, you've got like $400 in your account and overdraws your account that far, you, it's hard to see positive in the situation, but uh, obviously I'm glad I didn't. Here's my question to you. What came first? Um, your, your company down for sound success, or was it the life of price? your YouTube channel or they both were went hand in hand? Uh, definitely the life of price. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to have a business. Uh, I, I wasn't trying to do a business. I just was, I, I liked car audio and I was going to uh, different events. And, uh, and uh, so I was one people started asking, uh, you need, or saying you need to uh, start a YouTube channel. You need to start uh, sharing videos of people getting demos of your uh, car audio system when you go to these shows, because it's super loud. It gets a lot of reaction and everything and people want to see it. 
So I started, um, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but now it all makes perfect sense. So at that time, I'm like, oh, I can earn a little bit of money from uh, YouTube AdSense or Google AdSense or whatever. They put little ads on your videos. Like I can earn a little bit of money, help cover some of the cost of gas to go to these shows. So I started making the videos and uh, people really liked them because a lot of people can't make it to the shows. And that's their way of kind of living vicariously through not being able to go. So uh, I started growing that following on YouTube and, and other people would ask, do you have Facebook? Do you have Instagram and Snapchat and all these different things? And so I would just continually like cr create new accounts on the different platforms. And I was growing that. And the more that I went to these car audio shows, the more people were saying, where do you get your equipment from? And I would just say I was a little like I had like a little sponsorship at the time from each company. They would give me, I don't know, 10 or 20 percent off to run their products if I would tell people to come buy it from them. So I would just say, oh, you just got to uh, like you brought it right for Foskate. I haven't ever ran it, but I'll just use that as a, a known brand. So I like I'll just go to rodforfoskate.com and tell them JP sent you when you place your order or whatever. And then so every show that I go to, people would keep asking that after I played my system for them. And then I got asked one day, somebody said that, where do you get your car audio from? And I, it, was like, it was a light bulb went off in my head, like, I could be selling these people this stuff. And that's when I had the realization of I could be selling them, but also serving them with what their need is. Their need is now they're wanting a car audio system. So if I offered this, I could help them and, and I could make some money doing it. So that's when I had the realization that I needed to be, I need to start, I needed to find out how to start a business and offer these products. So when people ask me that in the future, like, oh, I'm glad you asked. Downforsoundshop.com is where you can get all your car audio products from. So anyway, that's how that's how the idea started where I had already started my YouTube channel. I made my following there. I didn't know it at the time, but I was I was gaining my client base before I even knew it. Like I had all these people that were following me and they, they had this personal connection with me because of my, what I was sharing already. But when I started offering products, all those people that I, I had already gained their trust from meeting them at shows or they see my videos or whatever, they're like, Oh, I know this guy. Like I see him on his YouTube channel all the time. I'll buy car audio from him. So that was very important to gain the social media following on the life of price and then the down for sound following. And then oh, obviously down for sound shop.com is selling them the product. So that's kind of how that transitioned. Well, you're, you're very personable and you connect on, on the life of price. I literally, I thought I was only going to watch like two, three videos and I, I was just watching more and more because you're engaging and a lot of times how people get social media wrong, YouTube, anything, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, you inform, you instruct, you, you give out information. A lot of people are selfish and it's the other way around. It's always me, 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 me. This is my business. Come here. This is, and they don't understand. You can't connect with somebody that's like, cause you know, yeah, if you are like that, all about yourself, and hey, this is who I am, blah, 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 never informing, you would have never got traction. People right. would have been like, yeah, whatever. And they would have gone elsewhere for, for their car audio. But you connect, you give them a reason, you give them a compelling reason why to use you, why not to go somewhere else. 
why not to go to the Amazon? Why not to go to whatever local audio and whatnot? And, and, and that, that's, that's what, it, I mean, you, you captured my attention for, for many ways. One, because you are that, that guy that does say, hey, these, these are the reasons why, why this 3,000 watt amp is good. And it, yeah. you know, it, it, it's great. It's, it's great on so many levels. It, it yeah. really is. And you do have that presence that you, you can speak it and it, it comes across. You're, you're genuine, dude. It, if I wanted to relive my youth and I, I wanted to, to jam my Tesla with, with, with car audio, I mean, why wouldn't I go for, for down for sound, man? Right. Yeah. I have a lot of people that, and now we started doing another thing. Um, there's two parts to this. So one thing is a lot of people will get somewhat successful. They'll get a big following and they kind of forget about the people. Like they don't respond to them or, or they don't want to help people or tell them their secrets or whatever it is. Of course. And, and, and then, so that's, that's some people. So when you, um, when you're different, like I've always been really transparent about my whole journey and a lot of people that follow me on my personal Facebook page, um, and even some of my the life of price pages or whatever, they'll message me like, "Hey man, you're you're really motivational or inspirational." Like you, since you taught me about like how you use credit cards, uh, like I've done this and this, or like I've I've changed my life in this way, like whatever it might be. Like they're like I'm sharing all this information on what how I'm pivoting through uh, the times basically. So and also with car audio a lot of installers and car audio people don't want to share their knowledge because they feel like they're going to lose a sale or they're going to lose like uh, an install because you told the person how to do it themselves if they want to. Uh, whereas now I've opened up an actual, uh, we have a frequently asked questions segment on my YouTube channel. Like, so uh, where say we'll post a, a new product and I try to think of all the questions that somebody will answer regarding that. Uh, but sometimes in the, uh, comment section, people will ask personal issues they're having with their system. So I started a frequently asked questions segment where we'll go through the comment section and get people's questions and I'll personally answer them for these people. And they're just so stoked about it because a uh, uh, internet famous person is personally answering, like we give them, like we put it up on the screen, like so-and-so asked this question and I'll tell them, this is how you fix it. Like you need to check this or whatever. And they get their 15 seconds of fame of their name and stuff being on the screen. And I'm personally answering their question and they'll comment down there, man, it's so cool. I appreciate you. Like most people that get big, like you don't, don't, don't talk to people, don't help people. And you're just constantly helping people. And you're also coming out with new products that are under the down for sound name. And they're really great products and they're affordable and like people are loving it. So uh, that's something that I found that people have loved. The, the big, the biggest myth, and this comes from scarcity is somebody saying, if I tell them how to do it, they're going to go do it themselves. If I go to YouTube and I see a guy showing how to install like a roof or, or how to fix ACs or, yeah. you know, the refrigerator's broken, <laughs> oh, yeah. brother, I'm going to give him a call. Because I'm going to be like, after watch, I'm not going to be like, whoa, let me go to Home Depot. I'm going to fix it myself, brother. Thank you for the information. It, 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 it never happens. Yeah, it's, especially it's if you very do rare. something that's so intricate and so informative. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, 
do you think I'm, I, I'm, I suck at, at stuff like that. So even a car install, I can watch hours upon hours. That doesn't mean I, I'm, I'm going to tear up my car. Yeah, I don't even want to do it. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I'm the same way. I mean, and the further I've gotten in success and, and growing as a person, I've learned that it's better for you to pay somebody else for what they're good at. And you do what you're good at. Like you, so I'm good at selling core audio and, and running a business. And that's what I want to do. Could I do an install? Like I just had done, I just paid 60 or almost $60,000 for my last vehicle rebuild, just the rebuild. And some people, I, I, like I said, I, I share everything, like the cost of things, like the, like what we do revenue wise, like I'm a totally open book. Like, and that's a lot of people follow me for that because I'm very transparent and it shows what they can achieve if they they want to. Um, but anyway, so I, I pay this and some people will say like, oh, you're bragging, like you, uh, you're gloating about you paying for it. And there's other people saying you're too dumb to do the install yourself. You're, and I'm like, okay, I'm supporting the industry. Like I'm paying a person that does this for a profession. One, I'm supporting the industry and a person that does it and helping them keep a roof over their head and feed their family and everything like that. But I'm also what they also don't understand is my time is so much more valuable than me potentially saving sixty thousand dollars on a like something that took them six months to build. Like so it takes them this long. I'm like, and if I did it, it definitely wouldn't look as good as it does or sound as good as it does. Like it, so I just don't have the time. But it's that scarcity small mindset that people are scaled, seeing it from. Scaled it out. You 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 did you had someone look 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 at it this way. It's like the guy that says Yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm going to spend half a day mowing my lawn. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go wash my car. I used to think the same thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I've done a lot of growing, but a lot of these these mindsets that people have, like I, I thought the same way at one time when, because one of my side hustles was when I was working at the airport was I, I detailed cars and I cut grass for people. And I always thought like, even though I was cutting these people's grass, I'm like, man, how lazy could you be to not cut your own grass? Like what a lazy person, but I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Cause I'm making their money. And now like I pay people to wash my car. I pay people. Well, I mean, we don't have grass out well, here, but it's well, a, yeah, no, but, but think about it, dude, your time is yeah. I, owning my own business. I own smoothie Kings mm -hmm. for years. If how about for here and there, I can cut corners and I can, save some money by blending smoothies by being in the store and it's like i saved nine dollars an hour so am i it, am i not worth more of that and being out marketing doing things finding ways to create more money create better opportunities of marketing and stuff but that's absolutely that's your typical entrepreneur mindset when they first start hey man yep. if i cut if i save a little money what are you going to do? Take that money and go to Monte Carlo? No, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't go to Monte Carlo when, when, when you, you scale everything out, you, you get the right people to do this stuff. It's like, yeah. I, I sucked at, at accounting. I had other people do my payroll. Sure. Mm. If, if I busted my ass, it, it might be half-assed. Uncle Sam might go after me here and there, but Hey, I'm saving money here and there. So yeah, yeah bro, you, 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 I had the it's same. all about the growth, man. It's all about expanding your vision. It's from yeah. going from scarcity to abundance.
Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely, and I still am not perfect at it by any means. Sometimes I'll I'll catch myself in the middle of doing something that I I pondered paying somebody to do, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Well, <laughs> like, well everybody's there, man. It's like, well, I, I I can rent a steam cleaner and and, and clean I, either the my rugs or do a deep cleaning if I have tile. Yeah. Like, can't you ju- instead of doing all that crap? Which you're saving minimal because not even minimal because your time is more valuable than that. Pay the guy to do it. You're going to do a way better job. You're putting mm-hmm. money into the economy. Now yeah. you have time for yourself to do other stuff, whether it's to hang out with your family, hang out with your daughter. Yeah. Do, do more marketing, do more YouTube videos, sell more. That makes more money, man. That, <clears throat> not the other way around. I mean, everybody has the opposite approach. When they're like, oh, don't you know how to? Yeah, I know how to do a lot of things. You know, I, I, when I first opened up, yeah, I had no money. I had to be the plumber. I had to learn how to do this. I had to learn how to fix that. But no, man, it, it always came out half-assed. Get someone else to do it. Use your time wisely. Now, if somebody's sitting on their ass and they're scaling everything up, paying someone else to do it, but they're staying at home and, and social media, stalking people and posting bullshit or, or being all day watching Netflix. And yeah, you know that yeah, yeah, you're not doing it right. Oh, right. Definitely. So, so brother, what's the best way to find you to definitely your YouTube channel and definitely it's all about plugging, man. Capitalism 101. How, do, how do we get the best equipment the best company out there, which we all, we both know it's down for sound. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's down for soundshop.com or down for sound.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, like all the main social media websites under the life of price, which is uh, spelled just that way. Uh, or down for sound you can find on Instagram or um, Facebook. And then my, I have a Snapchat that I do every i mean i do it a decent amount um but it's jpd4s so the letters j and p and d4s um but if you i mean people follow me personally i think my personal page has like thirty thousand followers or something people just follow my personal facebook page uh so if you'd like to follow me on there um yeah you know, twenty five thousand one hundred ninety four people follow my personal facebook page but most of my personal facebook page i share it's um it's all public post anyway. Like I don't, I'm not, again, I'm really transparent in what I uh, do. So uh, if you want to follow me, that's how they can do it. Well, you know what? One, one final thing to me, you're the definition of my book of my podcast. What if it did work? You didn't focus on the negativity. You didn't focus on why your life, why your dream, why, why your passion could not work. You showed everybody it can work. What if it did work? Any parting words of wisdom you want to tell everybody about their dreams? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, that story that I told about when I actually shut my store down because I, I was, I felt so bad and upset that I got done wrong. Somebody scanned me out of $5,500. What if I had quit? But we will never know because what if I kept going? And that's what I decided to do. And now I've done over $50 million in business. So that's what if it did work. You know what? Last I checked, 
there's there's no quit in the in the sentence down for sound. And I look again and again, the life of price. It's not the life of quitters. It's not the life of price who quit. So there's no quit in either or. There's no quit in your name. There's no quit in your family. Your family right. raised you right. And I know, hey, happy Father's Day. And I know you're going to train your daughter. If you want something, it's always earned, never given, brother. Hey, we're, we're kindred Absolutely. spirits. I love you, man. I, the, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you for being on my show. I appreciate it too, man. Thank you so much. Hope to come back and see you again soon. We will, man. We we all great minds always think alike, and we're like-minded energy. All righty, brother. Love you. All right, man. I never told no one that. Oh my gosh! I am so proud of you. You accomplished something. You know, most people buy books and they don't read the whole book. Not even on Audible. They'll maybe read. They'll dabble a chapter or two, but they won't go to the distance. And you know what? Congratulations. The same thing with podcasts. 2.8 million podcasts. You selected this one. We're like-minded people and you reached the end. You know what? Did you sign up for that webinar? You know which one I'm talking about. Omar Medrano. O-M-A-R-M-E-D-R-A-N-O dot com backslash webinar backslash. It's just ask for it. It's a whole new way of approaching sales. Been there, done that. Enough of the bullpens. Enough of calling two, 300 calls. Enough of stressing. Enough of being all bent and twisted. Chasing people. Chasing leads. Up at night, wondering where and when am I going to get the next sale? Because you know what? Tomorrow, just like in life, you start out at zero. This just ask for it. It'll double your referrals triple your leads, quadruple your sales. And you know what? The best part about this webinar is it's free. Omar, O-M-A-R, Medrano.com, backslash, webinar, backslash. You know what? If you can't spell my name, just go omarmedrano.com. You'll find me. We found each other. You were meant for so much more. Thank you. Have an outstanding rest of your week. I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind When I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it did what if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.